Looking for a particular part? Then look no further. Rush Truck Center's All Makes Parts catalog features more than 16,000 of the most popular All Makes Parts from the top suppliers in the industry and with the quality brands you know and trust. And at 164 full-color pages, this is their biggest catalog to date. Our friends at Rush Truck Centers have great deals for you all year long. Check out their monthly parts and service specials in-store and online. And when you're ready to order, shop online with Parts Connect at RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Hello, people of the world. I am Rebecca Nichols. Welcome to my podcast show, Finding Nirvana. For me, personally, Finding Nirvana was more about unlearning and becoming who I was destined to be. It's about releasing the shackles and stepping into uncertainty, but with surety that everything is going to plan. The divine plan. It's about releasing fear and vibing high with love. It's about living your truth and being really fucking unapologetic, babe. It's about forgiveness, deep connection, mindfulness, meditation, and hacking your own health and well-being. This is your life, your journey. And on this show, I'm here to support you through sharing and shedding some light. I'm here to empower you to be the highest version of yourself. So stay tuned, subscribe, and tell your friends, because we are going on a journey. And it is a journey, guys. And I'm so excited to have on the show with me today a wonderful woman called Nikki Glinch, who's doing some really fantastic work in the world. Um, You know, Nikki's work is really all about the stories we tell ourselves um, and what we make them mean. And I know, I know I can relate a lot to some of the things that Nikki's wrote about in her book through my own stories that have kind of like helped me back in life. And it's one of the reasons why I, I now do the work that I do as well, because I understand how, why we're going through life with all these stories in our head about what we've made it mean. And, and again, what's happened to us in our past. And, you know, guys, I've, I've talked a lot about my own personal trauma on the show uh, and how trauma really does affect us and hold in our bodies and cause, in fact, so much disease and, and illness that we, we see in the world. So but I'll let Nikki, I'll introduce Nikki. Thank you, Nikki, for being here. Um, and just thank yeah, you so much for having me. Um, talk to me a bit about, you know, you and your work and these stories that we have. And how it, how it's letting holding us back from living our true uh, most authentic lives. Oh, thank you so much for that introduction and also for having me on the podcast. Um, and hello to everybody that is listening. Uh, it's always an honor to be able to dive into these conversations in a deeper way. Um, and I do think that they are really necessary now more than ever. Um, anything that is going to put us spotlight on blind spots, um, bring consciousness to unconsciousness, really just allows us as individuals and also as a species to just keep realizing how powerful we are um, in how we generate our lives and how our ability to be able to affect change and to how, who we're being in our life. Um, So you spoke about stories um, and I think the first thing I wanted to distinguish is that when you, when we speak about stories, when I speak about stories, I don't just mean, you know, thoughts. 
I don't just mean like, you know, negative thoughts and we have to replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts. I don't mean like replacing stories with another story. You know, my work is really about educating um, people, human beings, with the fact that we as human beings, we are storytellers. We, we create stories because we put meaning onto experience in order to make sense of experience. Uh, and then what we don't realize that we project stories onto experience to make sense of experience, it just happens mechanically. And then we live in the story that we have projected onto the experience. We are not living in life. Most human beings are living in the story that they tell themselves about life. I'm going to say that again, because <laughs> that's a really, uh, it, it should have landed. We don't, most human beings are not living in life. We are living in the story or the meaning that we have projected onto life. And what I mean by that is, is that the story that you are unworthy and unlovable is the story that you are living in in your life rather than living in life or the story that you are unsafe and the world will reject you is the meaning that you have projected onto life rather than living in life. And the problem is, is that we are living in the stories without knowing it. And then, uh, and we think that's who we are. Um, and so my work is to educate you on the way in which we create stories and that's universal that's that is a a mechanical process of the human mind the the blind spots that we live in when we're living in the story and we don't know it and the maturation which is the growth the process of awakening the process of of evolving that comes when we outgrow the story that we thought was who we are. Um, And stories are in the mind and everything in the mind is from the past. So essentially (laughs) we are projecting the past into the future, every step we take. Um, And then we wonder why our patterns repeat themselves and why we keep ending up with the same man different pants and we we wonder why our bosses are just like our moms um well it's because we're bringing our past everywhere we go and we don't even realize it um the good news is is that we have the ability to start breaking out of this and create real new possibility new futures um and that is that's the beautiful exciting part of this reason why I also wanted you on, onto the show uh, I know we, we spoke previously pre-pandemic times <laughs> it feels like um such a long time ago we've been in this this space haven't we um and it's been very challenging times for a lot of people um you know you may have your view on things I have my view on things and I, I in many ways I, I guess it's an opportunity for us to look at life very differently um and to go deeper into ourselves i think you know uh, these are the times where we haven't been able to i don't know go out and you know do the things that 
chances into you know into our deepest thoughts and I guess you had to have a lot of resilience to get through this time um I've grown up with trauma and in my life uh, as a child and and throughout my adulthood and it's been really tough tough stuff so when this um when this happened it was kind of like oh well I've been through worse <laughs> I've, I've, I've probably could survive this but not everybody has had that same stuff that I've gone through in life so I know that it has been extremely extremely challenging like what would your advice be for someone right now who's just like feeling a little bit lost and a bit hopeless in in these times um Okay, that's a good question. And I would imagine that's a lot of people. Um, it, actually, I don't just imagine it, I know it. Um, and, you know, what creates the lostness, what creates the hopelessness? Well, for the first, the first thing that was the kind of the biggest jolt is instantaneously, the world that you knew as your life changed overnight um and that happened individually and also on a global scale literally the 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 the, the rituals and behaviors and patterns that you use i get up in the morning i go to the shop i drop my kids off i go to the gym i i go to this class all these little million billion things that we do um as part of our days and our lives that we that defined our life and defined who we thought we were, stopped. And it's an instantaneous jolt. Um, and it's not just the physical reality of, of having to deal with such change and loss, but it starts to jolt the perception of what you've known of your life. Suddenly, what you've known of your life has changed and, and a lot of people will experience lostness. That, well, who even am I if I don't have all these things? Or who even am I if I'm not doing this? Um, and then, of course, if that can go even deeper, well, who even am I if the world isn't the way that I thought it was? Um, and, of course, that will then create an experience of, of lostness. Say that again. Sorry, you were just really quiet there. Just say that one more time everything is a relation to life in, and it's being reflected back into us so then everything that we knew was life is not being reflected back into our reality unless we're creating something new within our world and we have that awareness of okay I'm a creator I'm not a victim I'm not stuck in this place okay I can use my imagination to try and make best best of the situation and, and I, many people would have made the best they could of that situation but obviously there is such despair for, for people who maybe weren't yes. in this place anyway. And then they had this added trauma on top of it. So it's like... Yes, absolutely. And so there are kind of multi-layers to what is occurring right now. There's the surface layer, which doesn't feel like surface layer. And I don't mean surface as in like it's less... Uh, impactful. It is it is impactful. That's the the physical dissolving and destruction of systems and and um, structures in our in our physical world. 
and then of course um what that then triggers in your internal world that has been um unconscious or unhealed which is usually what i'm seeing is um trauma around safety trauma around trust trauma um around you know at the moment i think the greatest um crisis in humanity is our our complete loss of trust of our leaders um and when we don't trust our leaders what that does unless you're very conscious or have done a lot of work with your childhood is that it triggers trauma around the child with the parent um and so it's simultaneously as trying to deal with this very real 3d destruction of a 3d world internally you're also then having probably having to relive and reface unhealed trauma or even healed that you thought was healed and it's just being activated again trauma around mom and dad now you know i i hate to say this i've worked with a lot of people everything everything goes back to childhood yeah. everything <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean the same i mean there's always something there's there's always something that you've physically dealt with or um something you haven't addressed you know um, before we came on i'll tell you about my friend who hadn't really processed the grief of her her mum dying you know and, and that's 20 years on and you think you know even being isolated in your house and, and away from you know maybe you want that person and that person's not there anymore and that reminds you oh my mum's not even here to help me and guide me through this time anymore and like, have i even processed that um so you're right about all these things that come up um during these times um and the safety thing i definitely yes and 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 uh, you know the difficulty is is that we haven't been educated as a collective in how to deal with um things such as trauma activated triggers um uh, feeling deep emotion we haven't been educated enough although that is really starting to change so the lostness and the hopelessness um is because there's a destabilization that has started to occur now that can feel like a death it feels like everything you knew of yourself or the safety that you had or held on to is now dissolving and it can feel very destabilizing um and i would imagine that that is the 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 greatest point of suffering that most human beings are in right now is is this kind of destabilized place inside of themselves and and the habitual response or the instinctual response is to try and go back to the way things were if i can just find the way back to where i was stabilized well then i'll be okay right Is it and go like on like a false sense of security that we want to go back is it in many ways yes i mean there's two ways that human beings deal with challenge we either resist or we collapse and submit both of which are forms of resistance um and so we've kind of been it's a very old conditioned way programmed way of being human that if we can just go back to what we know well then we'll be safe because the unknowing is so unknown <laughs> that keeps us exactly saying like i'm comfortable i know that space i'm i'm familiar it's it, familiar, but it's not necessarily empowering or it's not your best so 
yourself, but it's not necessarily who you're meant to be. It's just what you know, and that's what you've always known, sort of thing. Absolutely. If we can go back to the familiar, then at least it's familiar, even if it was painful, even if actually the truth is we didn't love it so much, even, and, and this is, it, this is one of the most common habits is that we'll, we'll magnetically be pulled back to the familiar purely because it is what we have known. And, it and we, we, like it's kind of part of you, like even part of your personality to act a certain way is automatic. It's, it's kind of programmed. It's not just part of your personality. It's part of your identity. It's, it, it's part of how we have identified ourselves. I'm the one that da, 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 da. Um, and we believe that that is who we are because that's how we have known ourselves all this time. And now, of course, when our external world shifts and then, you know, even greater, the, 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 the planet is shifting. And then of course the internal world is being activated. It, everything we knew about ourselves is starting to be challenged. Um, and that can feel very, very scary, but you know, that's why I write about it in the book. It's actually my opening chapter. I, the, the first chapter in my book is called the beginning of the end. Now that sounds really heavy and dark, <laughs> but it's, but it's not. Endings are, endings are only beginnings in disguise. We just haven't been educated in how to deal with endings. And when something is ending, then something is simultaneously being invited to begin something new. Well, I would say it's, it's too much. I would say it would be a lot to say not be scared but but actually learning we really only get two choices it's just that most of us don't know that we have these two choices we either stay where we are or we step into the unknown and we take a risk and those are our only two choices most people are so afraid of the unknown that they will stay where they are, even if where they are is painful. To step away from where you are to, to, to the possibility of something new, you have to be willing to take a risk. Now, what happened in Make Itself is a gift. It's been a, it's, it's a hell of a, I mean, it's been a shit show and we're just at the beginning. I think there's more to come, but, but what it has forced is it's forced many people to stand on that precipice and choose, do I step into the unknown or do I stay where I am? And, and, and where you are is crumbling. <laughs> so we're being forced into change. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, I think it, in many ways, it's, it's, it's been one of those things where it's, yeah, looking at, like getting us to look at every aspect of ourselves. And then there's this, you know, there's need to be responsible. Um, yeah. All of us responsible for our own well-being as if that's, you know, we're responsible for the other's well-being. 
versus we're responsible for other people's well-being. And this is what's being played out right now, isn't it? Like, you know, I have to protect you. I have to keep you safe via inoculation. You know, that kind of whole idea that I, me, this little me, this being over here has to be responsible for you, 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 you. And that's quite a burden for a lot of people. And I think it can be like, well, if we all did look at ourselves and did take responsibility for ourselves and understood who we are biologically, you know, and at the possibility for our, our well-being as well, and, and just look at lots of different things, because you and I both have, you know, qualifications in um, nutrition and, and understand there's lots of things that we can do to keep ourselves healthy outside of, um, you know, these these things that are being, you know, not necessarily forced upon us, but I, I always say if, if someone's going to take away your freedom and, and say, well, you can have your freedom, but, you know, you just have to do this. <laughs> it's kind of like more coercion, in my opinion. Um, you know, and I, I'm sort of sitting on the fence because I'm a Libra, and I kind of look at it from a very trying, like, I, lo I love you. No, I do love you. I'm not not loving you by, by wanting to love me more as well. Like, you know, it's not like I'm going to love you less. I think we're at a very, very difficult, um, it's this division that I can't really stand that's out there now. It's you versus me, and I'm the, you know, and I think how do we come together with these so many different voices and these different truths? How do we find peace in that space? You know, because there is kind of like a lot of, you know, I don't even want to go online anymore. It kind of like makes me want to go, what am I going to see and what's going to, what's going to trigger me? I'm quite a sensitive person. And I'm sure there's many people out there who are just in that space of like, I'm trying to do the best thing for me and my body, in my life, and my my well my well being. And then there's people out there doing doing the best thing for themselves. Of course they are. Everyone's doing the best thing for themselves. But you know, I don't know. I just feel like we, we've got so much emotion, I, you know, and I feel like. I think the answer to what you're really searching for is that the root to all of this suffering that is unfolding, polarization, the judgment, the attacks, the, um, the kind of uh, such uh, different views and separate views and, and such strong views um, is, is all led by fear. And, and when when we are living from a place of fear, then the only thing that will come from that is more survival. And survival has nothing to do with living. Survival is only about trying to not die. And, and, and so everything, human beings grasp onto views, grasp onto ideas and opinions. I know what's right. My way is right. No, my way is right. No, my way is right. So much so that we'll kill each other, which we do in war, to try and, and, and hold on to our opinions and views. Now that sounds, when you put it that way, it's actual insanity that we will harm people of our own, our own species to prove that our opinion is right. Why? Because of fear. Because if we were to dare to not know, if we were to dare to lose our opinions and our views, which 
are part of our identity and part of our knowing and part of our ways of staying in control, which is all led by fear, well, then where would that lead us? It's the same thing with the inoculation. You know, if I, if I, if I don't look out there to you to tell me what is right for me, well, then where does that leave me? What do I do? How do I know? What do I trust? And that's essentially, it's like children looking at parents. You know, for a child to discover that their parents are not trustworthy is like the end of their world. And that's what's happening. It's just that, you know, we didn't, we didn't get older. Just most people just got taller. Um, and, and authority roles are just mommy and daddy. And so, you know, all of it, all of it, all the madness and the chaos and the crisis right now is led by fear. I mean, and our inability to really be with fear. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just that. It's just it's everything you said. It's, it is fear. I know it's fear, you know, and I'm glad that, you know, you you see it in that way too. And it's, you know, but if someone's out there and they're like, well, it's not fear because I really do have a weakened immune system and, you know, I'm vulnerable and all these other people are endangering me. So, you know, I, I also see that view and I don't want to feel like, I do, I don't give a shit about human beings. Of course I care about people, I care about people, and I know that other people out there care about people, and this is what we're getting into. It just feels like it never ends, doesn't it? Because everyone wants to have their, their say, and they want to know that, no, I'm justified, again, I'm justified in how I feel. I'm justified in, in my opinion. And they're probably, they're true, they're, they're you know, you're right, I'm, not, I'm right too. Can't, can we all be right? Because we're all looking through this different lens, and we're all seeing it differently, but... But but what I mean when I say fear is I, I I don't in any way, and I want to get this really clear, I don't in any way suggest that that doesn't mean it's important. People are terrified right now. Everybody is terrified. Well, I, I don't say everybody because I know people that are really genuinely able to be with the fear. But there is a lot of terror. and And so how much can we have compassion for the human being that is beyond the views? beyond the behavior, beyond the judgment. Now that is a hell of an ask because some people are behaving really, really badly, <laughs> but <laughs> underneath is terror. And, and so why try and change somebody's mind if they are gripped by terror? Why not be a space for them in the terror? I had a, I had a, I had a person um, kind of uh, unleash in the street the other day here and they were just losing it because um, uh, my friend's child didn't have a mask on. And um, just absolutely just going bonkers. And I just looked at him and I just thought, wow, he's so frightened right now. Like an animal, like cornered into it, like backed into a corner. And I literally just said to him, hey, are you okay? Like genuinely, how are you? And he was like, I just am so angry. Like I'm so angry that nobody's listening and nobody's there. And I said, I hear you. I totally hear you. I, I can totally imagine why that must be so hard. And I tell you, 
he just softened. The whole of him just stopped. And I was like, look, this is a really hard time. You must be so terrified, but you're not alone. And I swear that the man just, everything melted. He wasn't even thinking about the mask anymore. He just wanted to be heard. <laughs> there was a bit in, in your book and you, you I was listening today uh, obviously I've read the book but you were talking about the woman who was just confronted with you with the anger as well at the same time it wasn't about you it was just about what she saw you triggered something in her like, you know and it was like nothing to do with you at all she was just doing nothing I thought yeah I see I, I go through life and instead of me looking Looking out in day-to-day life, I'm in the coffee shop or wherever, wherever, and I'm, I'm more observant now of people and how they're reacting because just understanding here, everything is a reaction and it's not necessarily about you. So the woman who's rude to me behind the till in the coffee shop, who knows what's going on with her at, you know, behind closed doors at home? Why am I going to make it mean she doesn't like me or it's something to do with me like you know I'm a, I'm secure in myself like I know myself like I know I'm, I'm okay but what if I wasn't what if I wasn't and then she was doing that and then I was and then, then you see how we have this constant back and forth yep. energy just and that's what creates the madness and it is madness and then and then it just becomes an absolute shit show which is what we're seeing you know the woman in the shop may is probably not even seeing you at all she's probably seeing a reflection of her uncle or her mother um just because of the way that your smile is or just because of the way that your eyes are you know our our brain cannot distinguish between past or present it also cannot distinguish between real or imagined so any kind of memories from the past trauma threat danger you could have just the tiniest bit of your face that looks remotely similar to her mother or the way that her mother held her face and the brain will project Oof, the past will just be coloring how you see in the present and that will create the reaction she's probably not even seeing you at all it takes a lot of consciousness to really see <laughs> and that's what creates this kind of constant reactive state and and it just creates more and more survival and so how do we shift I mean, your book's all about surrendering and, you know, I do please recommend everyone go and get the book because you put so much into it. Um, I bought the book, I read the book, I listened to it, I have it on the background because it just think, it, as I said, I've listened to it again today because there's so much, really there's so much there and I don't think you, you even have enough time to really go into it and of course I want people to go and buy the book um, and, and really understand but you've gone into the you've gone into the jungle you've done plant medicine and one of the reasons why i wanted to to talk to you about that as well i think um tell me a little bit about what the plants have taught you about what we need to know as humans but i haven't gone there yet i i I think there is a time where it will happen for me um Mm. i just want most more of us to i think i think it's a possibility for us as humans and i'd like to see it like in our world as a norm I don't know about you, especially when it comes to trauma, um, because I think a lot of my trauma yes. is solved. Like, 
not necessarily instant. Well, uh, I'll tell you what about the plants. What is so beautiful about the plants is that the plants show you only what is already there. There's, there's nothing magical about it. In fact, it, it's all available. The plants don't, they, they don't magically, you know, create healing. They show you what is already there. You just can't see it because you've been lost in a blind spot or you've been lost in an identity or you've been lost in the past. And so what the plants show us, or depends what plant you're working with, and we'll talk about ayahuasca. Ayahuasca shows you the very experience from your past that you have been resisting that is still living your present because you've been resisting it. And so ayahuasca takes you to the very original moment, the original trauma, the original point, and and makes you feel it and makes you face it. And then process it and then let it Exactly. What you can be with will let you free, will set you free. What we resist persists. And, and you don't need to take plant medicine to have that depth of transformation. When you can go to the root of the trauma and you can really experience it in the present, when you can experience the past here in the present fully with consciousness, it releases, it heals. We don't have to carry it anymore. When you, when you can simultaneously see the perceptions and the ideas and the stories that you've been telling yourself about that past experience that you've identified with as who you are, your perception of your reality shifts. That's what ayahuasca does. The other beautiful benefit of the plants is that they take you, they show you who you truly are beyond this. And I'm going to say a phrase, which just sounds terrible, but beyond this meat bag that we all live in, <laughs> the plants show us who we really are. We're not these minds and thoughts and stories. And, you know, I know this is skin, but what is it really? It's particles, it's molecules, it's atoms. You know, we're so much more than just this thing in life. We are kind of really focused on the 3D quite a lot, aren't we? And, and that's what, what that's what reality is to us. That's all we've ever really known. Oh, this is the real world we live in. That is an illusion because that is a creation. It's everything. So, you know, we, that's how powerful we are. We everything you see around us. We've done that. We've created that. So the possibility for us to create is, is not limited. Um, only our mind. Oh, it's, I, I, and I want, I want this to be really, really clear that's not woo-woo talk. Like, because we hear a lot of that, particularly in the spirituality industry. It's like love and light and, and think positive thoughts. And some of that, it's real, it can be real spiritual bypassing. But what I'm saying and what you're saying here, that's, this is not woo-woo talk. This is science. Physicists will have actually said human beings are living in a projected hallucination of reality. We are literally projecting reality. We are the generators of reality. Now, we've been doing it without even being conscious. That's why our past keeps repeating in the present. 
Now imagine what happens when we become conscious. Imagine what becomes possible. If we can, exactly, if we can already generate reality without even knowing what happens when we become a participant, when we participate in the process, that's, that's what I think is happening now. I hope so. I mean, I, I pray. I mean, I, this, this is the times that I've been born in. This is the reason I'm here. Like, I came to this planet and I kind of came here and about five, six years old, I kept going, I'm, I've been here before. Like, you know, I'm one of them people that have definitely been here before and have many, many lives. I just know it. But something in my soul was like, something's not right about what I'm experiencing in this life, but I know there's more and the possibility of more. And I knew that from a very young age, but I couldn't articulate it without someone wanting to lock me up and put me into a mental asylum. Like, well, you're only this being, mm. you can't talk like this. Because where has this wisdom come from? <laughs> where is this understanding of these concepts that you have as a young being? So I kind of went off on a load of different paths and, and LSD kind of opened me up in many, many ways. That was kind of my gateway um, to understanding, you know, we are in this matrix. And that was at 14. So I don't think I needed to do Ash. I don't wow. Because LSD is one hell of a drug. Um, but that that actually helped me to see my trauma um, as well. That that experience helped me to see my trauma because I had a lot of blockages in my heart chakra that I was unable to receive. And so I think when we look at you know this particular virus that's in circulation, that anything that we mean you know anything that affects the the lungs is respiratory is is grief and <laughs> it's also an, an inability to receive. So you know any any if we're looking at a respiratory illness we're looking at something that's affecting this specific area we are looking at we major heart blockages in, in our society where it's not that we don't want to we can't give we're constantly giving where is this openness that we must have to life to receive i i think that's the major issue that i i see personally within my work but also just with society as whole is that we must work hard, we must prove, we must keep laboring. And like, where is this softening and opening? And how do we get, how do we trust and surrender into that? And it's just, it's to say like things will come for us and we don't have to worry and stress. And I know it's easier said than done, but you know, I've, I've, ta I've taken a step back in my own life because of personal illness. And I could see personally, I contributed to that by not disallowing and, and constantly trying to prove myself and like I have to be worthy enough I have to work harder I have to have more then I people will look at me as if I'm you know I've done well in life or whatever whatever so it's actually stepping back and going well what's really matters to me my two children are happy I have enough money I, you know what am I what am I striving for what am I trying to constantly prove we're on this way when do we get off the hamster on the railway because we get six way <laughs> yes I mean you know, I think just the simple answer to, to that question, and this is something that everyone can relate to, is bring the focus back to you. You know, bring it back to you. How are you, how are you feeling? Who are you being? Um, and, and start there. You know, who we are being speaks so much louder than what we say and what we do. Uh, and what I say in the book is we we as human beings think that the anxiety and the anger that is inside of us is because of you 
or because of this. And we look for the thing outside of ourselves to be the reason to blame for what we're carrying on the inside. And, and then we, and then we'll just, and then we look for the solution on the outside to fix the thing on the outside that's causing the thing that's happening on the inside. And then that we end up on the hamster wheel. We just go round and round and round and round again. You know, we change our bodies. We change the boyfriends, girlfriends, houses, jobs, but we keep finding ourselves back in the same place. Why? Because wherever we go, we bring me along. And so the beginning, and this goes for everybody, is bring it back to you. What is going on inside you? How how often has that been? Every time you try and change relationships or houses or has it been a similar experience? What is it that's repeating in your world? And you're the consistent factor. So how can you bring it back to you? Um, you know, I walk in the book, there are three phases. There's endings, there's love, and there's birthing. And at the beginning, we need to be willing to allow ideas, perceptions, maybe physical health, maybe emotional health to start to dissolve or to come to an end. An old way of being is coming to an end. And then what? Then we're in the lostness. Then we're in the hopelessness. My teacher calls it the wilderness years or the wilderness phase. It's like walking through the Sahara and you don't know where you're going. Um, and that's when love comes in. How can we build? How can we come from a place of love rather than fear? What do you need to do? It's so simple, but we miss it. How do I need to care for myself today? Can I be compassionate instead of judging? Can I, what boundaries do I need to put down that I haven't been putting down? Um, am I being a victim or how do I become empowered how do i forgive how do i let go these are all actions of love self-parenting and then from a place of love we create safety in ourselves we start to learn how to trust ourselves again i think that is a universal uh, breakdown is the lack of trust of oneself of one own sovereignty and when we can trust ourselves again, anything can birth from there. And it really is a birthing of new possibility. Um, you know, this is a really, really difficult time on the planet. But wisdom teachers, shamans, elders have been talking about this time for hundreds of years a time on the planet when humanity will have a choice, a choice to make a change in how we are being human, how we are being with ourselves, which affects how we are being in life. And when we make that change, we have a possibility of shifting, shifting consciousness. Now, as, as destructive and painful as it is, something is also growing. Something is they're like little roots, little shoots coming out that just are showing signs of new possibility. So if you're in a difficult phase, you're not alone. And also, this is an opportunity. How can you heal? What can you learn from this? Can you let go of the old? 
and open to the possibility that something new is coming for you. Uh, if you're watching social media and the news too much and, and you're absorbing fear, stop. Bring the focus back to what nourishes you. Bring the focus back to what feeds you. Get out into nature. Um, like you said, for you, you come off social media and you're just being taken care of yourself. Do that. I mean, there's nothing and, caught up in this scroll world now. I think just scrolling and then even like then all the things that you think you could be doing, like you know, the things that you're missing, those moments that you know, I think oh, these moments I should be having, I should have been having, you know, I, I should be having, I should be having with my children. I should be enjoying them because they are just the, the newness and the possibility of our future. You know, like I should be nourishing them, not worrying about what someone else is doing with their kids. And, you know, it's that kind of we're all coming back in and going inwards and looking at ourselves and looking at our own individual family units and how we can create love and, and safety in that space as well. Because, you know, it's important to me that my children grow up in a world where they have that, like you said, that inner safety. That, that trust of themselves, that my daughter, you know, she's the same as Francis. Before she goes to bed at night, she tells mommy loves me, but um, my brother loves me, nanny loves me. All these people love me. Mm. Ocean loves me. Ocean. Mm. And that's just, you know, that's what we need. We need that love. We really do need to meet ourselves in love. Um, because I, I, mm. I just think my own best experience that meeting myself in love has, has been. I, I'm holding myself safely, like I'm trusting myself, I'm trusting the universe, I'm trusting life, of course, but I'm trusting, I'm, lo and I'm loving myself to do the things that are tough and uncomfortable and risky and, and, and that, yes, a little bit fearful, you know, I'm putting myself out there and I'm, I'm pushing myself into places that maybe the old self would say, no, because you're no good at it and don't be stupid because you're going to fail at it, you know, I'm daring mm. <laughs> you know, despite everything, I, I'm still willing to show up to life every day and, and give my all and say it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, that's all. You're doing so well, and <laughs> you know what? That I I see that all the time. I f I find myself, I count myself to be a very very privileged, lucky person. Yes, I am privileged in life, but also I I have the privilege of being able to sit with so many human beings at the root of their healing. And there is nothing more of a privilege than to witness the power of the human spirit. And that is exactly what you're speaking about. The ability to stand up when you think you can't stand anymore, the ability to find courage, the ability to lean in when you want to run, that there is so much power and courage within each one of us and it happens in little ways and it begins with just one choice today of choosing to be kind to yourself choosing to be loving to yourself choosing to believe in your yourself for just even a moment if that's all it is today and that's how it begins and I have watched so many people completely transform their lives in just that way um, and that's not because they're special we all have this everybody has this exactly. we all do. Is, it, is it from the of course of miracles all, all the people of god all the children of god are special and none of the children of god are special or something like that <laughs> yes yes but i like that 
yes, because we're all equally just as special as each other. Like you know, and we have to see that in each other. I guess you have to, and and you got, and you know, if you see, oh, again, be kind to yourself, be kind to each other. I, I don't think it's terribly hard, but I think yes, that compassion you have yourself. When you have it for yourself, it's it's easier to forgive another person. When you can't even have that compassion for yourself, it's, you can't really share that space with it becomes harder that's right? true you're angry it has to begin with you yeah yeah so everything it, has to begin with you yeah if that's it that's the journey we're on guys <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i don't want to take up any more of your time i really do appreciate it um and the people can find you of course i'll, I'll put some details in the um in the show notes um and also some more information about your book. But I do just honestly, Thank you. so much in there. There's so much, there's so many gems. There's so much wisdom and also some great exercises that, you know, I've, I've done quite a few of them as well. And they've definitely helped me and they've definitely helped a lot of people that I've, um, I've given the book to or shared the book with. I just think yeah, when you find something like this, um, it is worth sharing. <laughs> it is worth sharing with the world. Mm, thank you. You're very welcome. Um, and yes, guys, it, it is a journey that we're on. So please just embrace that journey. You know, there's. I think we often think that there's this destination we have to reach, isn't it? If I just get this and I do this and I do this, and you speak about that in the book. So and the whole point is that, you know, you, you, you take each day and um, just walk you through gratitude wherever we go. That's that's my saying, just, just bring a little bit of gratitude on the way. And then it makes things a lot easier. Hmm. Well, how yes, you it does. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. You're here, you're in the morning over there. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> but Okay. <laughs> take care. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply.